0: Welcome to another episode of How Do You Jew? I'm Yael Harudi. And I'm
1: Samantha Vinicor minerat And we are here like every week to talk about all things Jewy.
0: Yael, how's it going? It's going great. We need to decide who goes first. You know, it's good that we switch it up and
1: we keep each other on our toes. I'm deeply into it.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, Um. (laughs) Okay, I'm not into it anymore. I changed my mind.
0: How are you doing?
1: I am great. Good. Um, So as we record this episode, we are in August and we are somehow like summer's almost over, even though it feels like it literally just started, at least in my book. Um, No, I saw some leaves changing. I am not ready for that. That is hostile of the leaves. I know. It's also August. August. Um, someone came into my office at work today and said, "I'm so excited! Halloween decorations are up!" and I was like, "You need to leave!" Oh my god, our shared space! Oh my
0: god, I saw Halloween decorations and I and I thought to myself, "No, I am not buying that yet." No, it's there's not no okay. Reason. There's <laughs> but, absolutely no reason. But at the same time, um, when I got into my car, I pulled out my phone and I searched um, Starbucks to see if they already oh, have pumpkin, pumpkin spice. spice uh, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, way to be basic. They don't. <laughs> well, because it's August. I know, but I kind
1: of like the pumpkin spice stuff. So I will say, as we go into this episode, disclaimers. I love fall. Same. Um, I also love summer. I just don't appreciate rushing, like, mm-hmm. any season mm-hmm. for the next one, except for after, like christmas-esque time when it stays like sludgy and snowy and gray we could rush the crap out of that
0: i feel like we just haven't had enough summer days it's been no. raining nonstop. we barely saw sun and like pretty soon we're gonna be in our fall clothes and then snow boots again and i'm not ready for that
1: definitely okay we can't talk about snow boots but we are here today to talk about school and education because i'm a nerd and part (laughs) of what that means first of all being a jewish educator um my year always will start like with the start of school in September, I don't think I will ever grow out of marking things by the school year as opposed to like a calendar year like grown-ups allegedly do. Um, and also because shopping for school supplies to this day is probably the greatest thrill I've ever experienced. I love getting new notebooks and binders and highlighters and getting my schedule for the year. And I feel like just the start of school, which is coming up for those who are in school, um, is really exciting. And it feels like a great impetus to talk about Jewish education. So knowing that, but also, again, we're not trying to cut summer short for anyone who is still deeply in it. Um, I'm excited for us to talk about Jewish education because we, I feel like we grew up with very different worlds of that in terms of how it looks growing up in israel and how it is in the states so do you want to kick us off what was your jewish education what did it look like growing up in israel
0: well um growing up in israel i went to i guess what you would call here public school mm-hmm. um there aren't a lot of private schools mm-hmm. uh in israel and also you don't need to go to a private school to get Jewish education. Right. You, I mean, we had Bible class right. at school, and it was it was like part of the curriculum, mm-hmm. like part of our um, the test that we had that we take the bagulio. Um, what yeah. would you call that, like? Um, They're, like, these,
1: like, culminating exams. It's, like, SAT subject tests mm-hmm. because each, like, subject has its own. Yes, each right. subject
0: has its own. So so it is part of those tests that you take at the end of the school. Um, and, and that's it. I mean, that's, like, I think that's... Oh, and also in history class, obviously, mm-hmm. we also learn about the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing I would say... Um, is the trip that we, that all high school students in Israel well go to Poland. Mm-hmm. So we some schools do it in 12th grade, some schools do it in 11th grade. Mm-hmm. I went when I was in 11th grade um, with my whole uh, class. and mm-hmm. um, We went to Poland mm-hmm. to learn about um the holocaust so that's that's a huge part of the jewish uh,
1: yeah learning i also feel like a huge part of jewish learning in israel are just like the intentionality that's given to Tiulim to like trips around israel isn't it like a Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. where like every year you go on like either a hike or to a historic site like did you consider more than one so did you consider those things like part of your jewish education or they were just like things that happened
0: um I don't think I ever looked at my education as being Jewish at mm-hmm. all. Like it's just that's how reality is. It's yeah. not because you don't go to a special school with Jews. Like right. you just go to a school and everyone is and Jewish. Jewish. <laughs> um well mostly everyone is Jewish. Mm-hmm. We did have some Muslims uh um studying with us and a few a few Christians, mm-hmm. um, but mostly Jewish mm-hmm. and everything is Jewish and you know you you like Friday is a short day at school right. because it's Shabbat. And then Saturday no one studies. And then Sunday, you know, we don't have off because we're not Christians. So <laughs> Sundays are something Israel is sorely missing. I will but say But I guess I mean those trips are more like Israel history than Jewish history. Mm-hmm. But um I guess I mean we did have a few trips to Jerusalem and also during our main military service mm-hmm. we had trips as mm-hmm. well. Um to Jerusalem on special like holidays and everything to learn about that and that was uh I guess more Jewish education mm-hmm. but yeah. I never looked at it as Jewish
1: education. What about you? I I think it's just so interesting. So for me Jewish education, I did not go to a Jewish day school, but that is of course an option, but my Jewish education was a combination of like intentional supplementary learning. So Mm -hmm. in my synagogue or in my youth movement or like choosing to go to a Jewish intensive um, like supplementary high school program. But it was also just like, like you were saying, the things that are kind of all around you. Like I learned about holidays because we were doing the holidays. Yeah. Or I learned about Israel because we went to Israel. But I remember specifically when I started to go to Israel, not just with my family, but with different youth movements um, and especially I was very involved with USY so I spent two summers um, doing like six weeks at a time in Israel and it's all just like traveling around and we were very much given like a lens that Israel and Jewish identity are one and the same because we learned in the same like spot we'd be going on like a teal uh, on a hike or a, an excursion and having a conversation about like this is where King David fought Goliath, like in biblical times, And also, like six feet away, this is where this battle of like the War of Independence in 1948 was fought. So, which actually did like you know, and and those were in the same spot according to this tour guide. So it's just really interesting, like how the two were conflated for us, partially because Israel is really small. So like, there's a lot of overlap between like (laughs) this happened in ancient history and this happened in modern history and this happened yesterday, and they're all in the exact same place. And we were given this Jewish education lens that, like, put all of that together. Um, And I think it has contributed to, like, I love history, but also I feel like my lack of sense of the scale and scope of history, because all of that felt equally accessible to me, like someone who... Again, I I have, you know, grandparents and great aunts and uncles who were alive at the start of the state as you know, as do you and who were like part of that founding. So it was like, oh, they're right here. That's not history. That literally just happened because this person (laughs) was part of it. And also it happened at the spot where something happened, you know, 3000 years ago. So like, that's fine. Um, So that kind of immersive education, I think, was very shaping in terms of being able to feel a sense of ownership that you're standing where this thing happened and, like, we're just a blip in history and also where this greater historical arc looked like. Um, and I think Jewish education, especially growing up in the States, um, You know, up until the time of the B'nai Mitzvah, um, when you're 12 or 13, um, is something that, like, parents basically signed people up for. And then after that, it became something that people either opted into or out of. So I was always very involved. I went through, like, multiple different Hebrew high school programs because it was always something I was passionate about and was important to me. But I know that I was, like deeply an exception um, in a lot of what my Jewish education looked like because it was so positive for me and because I like wanted to continue with it, which is a good thing. Also a really nerdy
0: thing. <laughs> um, is there like a Jewish topic that you like learning about um, or or want to learn about more? Um, or
1: at all? <laughs> all the things. Um, I am really interested in learning about um I guess, like, bringing in more diverse Jewish voices mm-hmm. and Jewish moments in history that aren't, like, the classics that I happen to already know about or that come from, like, I guess, a an Ashkenormative... Um, perspective, I think is the like the best phrase. I feel like I learned a lot about, whether it's the Holocaust or life in a shtetl, in like European, you know, an Eastern European Jewish experience. Um, I learned, of course, a lot about Israel. Um, and then I learned traditional Jewish texts as I got older and I learned traditional Jewish commentators. But as someone who is a very well-read and very like Jewishly literate person, I think it was within the last five years that for example i learned about um and i apologize if i'm pronouncing it wrong even the um the farhud the like pogrom that happened um in baghdad against the iraqi jewish community in 1941. Mm -hmm. um nobody ever taught me that (laughs) i had no idea (laughs) that that was a thing that happened. I knew, I would never say that, like, I didn't know there were Jews in Arab lands. Like, that I knew. I knew that they were expelled when Israel became a country. Like, I was aware of all these things, and I knew that they had these illustrious histories for thousands of years. But what exactly that looked like, I feel like like Mizrahi Judaism, it, like, in what I was taught, was, like, they're the ones with the good food. They get to eat rice on Pesach, which feels super exciting. They, like again, have a whole history, but I never learned what it was, and I'm realizing what a gap that is in, like, my ability to have a global Jewish worldview, so, so I want to prioritize more of that.
0: That's interesting, because growing up in Israel, um, I, 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 I got those views. Yeah. Cause, you know, yeah, cause, in Israel, everyone is Jewish. Right. It doesn't matter where you're from, and then yeah. everyone is from everywhere. Right. So you have Russian Jews, and you have American Jews, and you have Jews from Morocco and from Iraq and from to just everywhere. <laughs> I'm yeah, through Roll of them, but but yeah. Uh, so so I I saw all perspective. Mm-hmm. I think I think um, I think's good. Um, I think that I I will second what you say about learning more about the different types of mm-hmm. of uh jews mm-hmm. um even though i do have a pretty broad like uh view mm-hmm. of all of that um but it's kind of fu- so my favorite subject at school was uh tanakh was the bible yeah the bible um because As we got older and like in high school, Mm -hmm. because you you study it from about second grade, Mm -hmm. you have an actual like ceremony and you get the the Bible and it's like really cute for all the kids. And then you start actually learning classes about it. And so you learn all the stories from the Bible, which are very interesting. And then when you get into high school, it becomes so deep. Mm -hmm. Like, first of all, stories that I had no idea even existed. And then it goes so deep into like different laws and meanings Mm -hmm. and it's just so interesting things that I would never, I never knew even existed before those classes. Mm -hmm. Um, but honestly today I don't remember most of them. So I think I would like to do that more. Like I would love to have more Bible classes. Yeah.
1: I remember when I spent a year studying at Pardes, which is a non-denominational yeshiva in Jerusalem. I took this one class and I was like so arrogant going into it, of course. Um or not of course, hopefully I come off as super humble on this podcast. <laughs> um right guys. Um but it was specifically on the um on the the book of um of like pr- the books of prophets and um and of judges mm-hmm. and we were starting with um Joshua with the book of joshua and going like all the way straight through and the teacher is this brilliant person who is is actually so humble mm-hmm. and like if you say anything that has happened in any part of Tanakh, like could quote the verse, like, oh, I think that's in, you know, verse 23, chapter, you know, whatever. My dad is like that, yeah, it's knew crazy. everything. Yeah. And when I walked into this class, I had read most of this because I spent every Saturday, every Shabbat in synagogue. And these are the books where the Haftorah comes through. So I had read these translations and like sometimes they were interesting and sometimes they weren't. So in my head, I was like, oh my God, we're gonna like, Learn basically the book of Joshua, breeze through all those where like nothing happens, and then like we'll show up, like in you know, a hundred or so pages, and something else interesting will happen. And instead, he had us going line by line and There is so much drama. (laughs) There is so much horror. There are so many just like ridiculous things that happen. And I remember thinking like, wow, when we learned for like the the Barbat Mitzvah experience, like so many people, this was where their Haftorah came from. Um, And just kind of like your eyes glaze over. Oh, I found the one line that I'll base my Dvar Torah, that I'll base like my comments on. And now I don't have to learn the rest of it. And every single thing that this man taught had such... Meaning mm-hmm. to it. It was absolutely amazing. And then it inspired me to do um, the Israeli government at the time. This was, I guess, like seven or eight years ago was starting a program called 929 Teisha Shtayim Teisha because there are 929 chapters of Tanakh, of the Hebrew Bible. So it became a thing to, like people do, dafyomi of studying a Daf of Talmud every day. This was to do a page, uh, I'm sorry, a chapter of Tanakh every single day for 929 days and that was the first cycle now they're in either the second or the third but I did it and um It was just this whole new sense of ownership. There were certain chapters that I'd read a million times, like Noah's Ark, but I was able to specifically hone in, not just on the story as a whole, but the lines for each day. There were others, again, like the six months where we did a chapter of Psalms every single day. And I was like, all of these are the same, but also they're all different. Um, And then others that like I had never really read or they just aren't ones that were ever emphasized so I think finding like ways to access that as an adult is absolutely amazing um who has been your most meaningful Jewish educator
0: um okay I mean it's kind of obvious after what I already said I think it was my bible teacher I love that um she she okay it's a funny coincidence that she is a friend of my mom's I love that too and I kind of grew up Um, in her house and then yeah and then when I uh, got to high school she became my Bible teacher so she was my teacher for three years of high school that's so nice and just the way like she I think the way that she taught everything was just so interesting and it made me fall in love with Bible class and I have to say I did not like that class until I reached 10th grade like the second I hit high school and she became my teacher it just brought a lot of meaning into it, just the way that she taught the class and everything. Um, I loved, I loved her classes. That was a class I never skipped.
1: <laughs> was that the only class you never skipped?
0: Um, <laughs> you don't have to answer on air. <laughs> I don't care. My mom knows. <laughs> she caught me a few times. <laughs> um, I was a good student, but I did skip class a few times. I we lived literally across the street from the high school. What else are you expecting? <laughs> see our schools like you couldn't just leave in the middle of the day like if you were skipping
1: you had to like not show up no when Um, you're in high
0: school you can skip and go home um but i mean i also skipped and just sat in the cafeteria for that i did (laughs) um i did that a couple times or like
1: i remember (gasps) your parents are listening my mom (laughs) is the i think one of the only moms so every year like in my high school the seniors would organize like a senior cut day it was usually like towards the end of the year and just like all the seniors would be like we're gonna go do like just like skip school for the day um and it was a thing and like my parents are really chill like they were fine with it my friends and i decided we were gonna go to six flags um, <laughs> as our senior skip day thing right. and my mom called the school to tell them that i was sick so it wouldn't count as like an unexcused absence and like the you know secretary who answered the phone was like ma'am we know what this is (laughs) (laughs) but like my mom called so that way like my name wouldn't be like someone who just
0: skipped like i i was sick that day and i went to six flags because you're back yeah when we skipped school we literally just went to a woman or something (laughs) to a coffee shop
1: i mean that works too
0: the equivalent of Starbucks. No,
1: this was this was a
0: big day. Like other people went school on the stage is more exciting. Well, like other
1: people went to the beach. Other let's people skip like school no, and let's go to s- and
0: go to Six Flags. I mean, it was okay. one day.
1: Like <laughs> other times, it was just like Mom, I don't feel well. Can today be? We'd call it like a just in case day. Like Aww. I'm not really sick, but like I just I need some just in case time. And she'd be like, okay. Um, oh, that's so. Sweet. But she always made us go. This is like parenting pro tip from Thea Vinnicor. No matter what, we had to go to school on Friday even if we'd been sick and missed like the entire week or whatever um she was like if you don't go on Friday you'll spend the whole weekend worried about going back and what did you miss and catching up whereas if you just go on Friday even if you feel like crap you'll get the work and then you'll be able to catch up all weekend and you can start strong on Monday so so we always had to go on Friday so that way we'd be set up for success on Monday so that's Thea Vinacor pro tips
0: that's so smart. She's she's the best, my mommy. She is the best. Oh, I love that. Um, okay. Ne- next, wait. You you never said who was who your um oh. most meaningful
1: oh. educator was.
0: <laughs> I've Jewish had educator. I've had
1: so many. I've been very fortunate. Um, the person who comes to mind right now for me is Avi West. As we record this, we're currently in the period of Shloshim of the the thirty days since, unfortunately. Um, he he passed away far, far too young from coronavirus, um, oh which was awful. But he is, will always be one of my um, biggest influences in Jewish education. And as a Jewish educator, we were colleagues when I worked at the Jewish Federation in Washington, D.C. <laughs> and he is someone who just like embedded. Im- Bodies for me what it is to be just an amazing educator that he's like a modern orthodox guy but had such an unorthodox or untraditional approach to judaism he was the most open-minded like he had his own practice in terms of shomer shabbat and prayed in a very orthodox synagogue but like was so open so welcoming so ready to push the envelope on all these different things and he's like someone who came at jewish learning with the most knowledge the most text and the most like backup information but also the most humor and the most irreverence and like most likely to just make it fun um and he he just he really taught me but also taught me how to Mm -hmm. be an educator he was definitely just like my mentor my buddy and um especially like in the days after he died there was this outpouring for so many people whose lives he touched um which was so beautiful to see and it's horrible that this happened um but especially now as I'm like, I'm really missing him and already like having those moments, you know, as soon as I feel like as soon as anyone close to you passes away, like you become hyper aware of like, this is when I would have called him Um, (laughs) or this is something that I would have shared or like, this is the probably horrifically mean inappropriate comment I would have called him to make and he would have cracked up. Um, And I think that having like, there are so many educators that I put on a pedestal of like wow they're so amazing so perfect and Avi is someone who is the most amazing the most perfect but also the most authentic and like he's not on a pedestal for me because I knew him so well um so I miss him and uh it's uh it's been a really rough uh, couple weeks, but I'm so honored to have been able to be his student with that.
0: That's uh, beautiful, and I'm so sorry for your loss. Thank
1: you. Um,
0: and can I add another yeah, educator? Please, keep it, it going. So this is definitely not to kiss your ass, but honestly, you. <gasps> yeah, I have oh to goodness. say, I actually <laughs> thought about this yesterday while I was driving. I was just thinking about you and, you know. And <laughs> I was thinking about you and, and everything and everything that you do and your work. And I have to say your dedication. No, seriously. I'm not looking. At, I can't look at you. You have to see your face. I'm being really awkward right now. Um, your dedication to Jewish education yeah. is amazing. Like literally you devoted your whole life to it. And Thank so you. I have to say you um Art. as well as my bible teacher from high school oh um but you are very you are like i admire you Thank i admire everything you. that you do and your work and your knowledge and like i was thinking because okay this is why i thought about it because i got into books recently and then it's a book yes recently because i i don't know why i have not been reading um but i recently like i've been i've been like a bookworm uh-huh is that what you yeah would say that, I mean? yeah no, okay, you're good um and i've been asking for new books from like all my friends and then i thought okay i should ask samantha and then i was like uh she's only gonna give me jewish books <laughs> i read other <laughs> books too but that's how i started thinking about I appreciate that. that because i started thinking about everything that you read and i know that you mostly read jewish books um and i thought to myself mm, should i should i maybe i'll enjoy it and that's how i started thinking about your life and how you dedicate, literally, even I'm, your off time to Jewish education, and I really admire that. I so. appreciate that so much. Fun fact, I did
1: set myself probably, like, the lamest New Year's resolution last year, <laughs> where I was like, every fifth book that I read cannot be about Judaism I, or Israel. You no, know,
0: I think you actually said Did that. I reveal this? Yeah. It
1: was so lame of, like, that's, like, my thing. I'm like, I'm going to diversify what I read, um... This year I've actually been doing... I I wouldn't say better or worse because it doesn't feel like a yes or no spectrum to me. But I've been reading just like... I I think I've been listening to different like podcasts or like getting different recommendations. So I have been reading outside of my comfort zone. But I did just read this book. Um, I... I don't know if any of our listeners are going to be interested in this but I got (laughs) I got a um like someone sent me a message on Instagram of like this book is you so I'm like okay if someone's gonna say this book is you I will read it it was a romance novel set in small town Alaska centered around like this guy and his huskies and it turns out he's Jewish and then there's like he meets a girl and like there's like regular romance novel stuff. but I was like, wow, yes, the small town husky Jew guy like I love him <laughs> That's me <laughs> that's me I, aspirationally I mean other than Alaska sounds very all cold. you need to do
0: is move to Alaska now.
1: I, you know what I can even handle and, uh, and add some huskies to your Well Nala is half husky. Oh, that's true. All the other huskies would probably ostracize her because she's also half miniature poodle, so... She's so small. She's so small, but, like, on some level, I am the Jewish Alaskan with huskies, maybe. <laughs> I'm not. It's fine. We could just move on from that.
0: Um, <laughs> okay, so until you move to Alaska, <laughs> um, has there been anything about your Jewish education that has challenged you? Or... I also or has been hard for you. Why? I have a list. Yeah, a list.
1: (laughs) I think the thing that mostly has challenged me in my Jewish education um, has been like I find it really hard, especially in the work of Jewish education, to find the balance between not wanting to segment out like this is when I'm being Jewish. And this is my real life. I see that a lot in the students who I teach of like, oh, I'm doing my Jewish time here. And then at the high school I go to is when I'm like a regular person. I want people to see it as part and parcel and one and the same. But then I always like roll my eyes a little bit when people feel certain people, not everyone, <laughs> feel the need to make everything Jewish, even if it's not Like necessarily relevant in terms of like oh there's a movie out like wait did you know that like secretly one of the actors might somehow be Jewish like I think it's okay for not everything to be a Jewish moment but I also (laughs) get upset when Jewish moments are segmented out and aren't seen as part of the rest of life so I find it really challenging in terms of I see so much relevance. I think that when I'm doing Jewish learning, like when I do like my Dafyomi stuff, especially like when, you know, I read the most obscure things, we read, the the masachet the tractate, focusing on the Eruv, on Jewish like ritual boundaries during COVID. And so I was able to find all these like really meaningful, for me at least, crossover points of like, this is something so obscure, it's literally about like an invisible string. But when we're talking about what counts as in your bubble and what counts as in your pod, like that was the entire conversation of the pandemic on some level. It felt like of like what counts as safe and what's inside and what's outside. So I see this integration, but I think for my learners, I find it really challenging to like on the one hand, yeah, want them to see everything as part of and not to step away of like Jewish hat on, kippa on, as it were, Jewish hat off. Um, But also, like, not wanting it to be, like, kitschy or, like, trying too hard to be, like... You know, oh, today we're talking about Christopher Columbus. Like, did you know that people think he was Jewish? Um, but to allow other things to also have their
0: yeah. moment. What about you? Any challenges in your Jewing or Jewish ed? Well, first I just want to say I'm one of those people that takes extreme pride in like um, half of the world being Jewish. No, I'm kidding. No, but, like think a they're... lot. I do. I take a lot of pride in like a lot of things that I know that are Jewish or Israeli or like Jewish, like not Jewish, but like Israeli invention. No, that. But that's not what I'm saying. I think Israeli inventions, absolutely. Or, like, when
1: Ali Raisman did her floor routine to Havana Gila, like, on some level, I lost my mind (laughs) of absolute joy. I think about it more when I see, like again, so like, especially, I'll, like, I'll say, like, a history teacher, for example, like, teaching about something that does not have to do with Jews, like, I, a very specific example comes to mind right now about, like, I remember a history teacher who I know, who I will not name, teaching about, like, the Lewis and Clark expedition, and somehow needing to, like, talk about, you know, they were inspired by Moses going through the wilderness, Yeah, and it was, like, it's okay. It's okay it's that okay they to were But right, it's okay that they like were doing their own thing. I think when there are authentic moments of Judaism and Jewishness popping up in the world,
0: that's amazing. Like when we think about I um, point, I point pointed out like we watched Everything with God Like she's really you know she, Absolutely. and then Dan goes crazy and he says yeah yeah I'll, I think we you, all you mentioned it like a few oh. a few times, but then also the funny thing with yeah. us is that like I don't know how, but somehow in the past few months, Mm -hmm. everything that we watch or talk about or see or like whatever, somehow, it comes up like something about Israel something about Jews well you know because the Jews control the media (laughs) (laughs) and then Dan turns to me and he says I've watched this like 10 times before and I'm just noticing this now and it's just funny that a lot of that comes up and like a lot about Israel so when it feels authentic
1: I'm here for it when people want to talk about like Again, like the the crest of Yale has Hebrew writing on it. Like, I want to talk about it. But then when someone like, can't just let something else be its moment of like, yeah, yeah. did you know that the ancient Aztecs probably like were secretly
0: Jewish? No, and it's no, like, I agree. they probably
1: weren't. And like, that's fine. We're on
0: the same uh, page <laughs> same with that. Page. Yeah, um, I, I don't know if there's anything about um, my Jewish education that challenged me mm-hmm. or that has been hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely not in the past, because I think my education <laughs> was just Jewish. Um, but I think in the present, I, th- I feel like as much as I am trying to do a lot of Jewish mm-hmm. things, um, and I think I mentioned this before, that I feel more Jewish here than yeah. in Israel, um, because I need to do, yeah. you know, to, to make- Jew. I need to do, um and I need to make that effort, um, at least, you know, that's how I feel. Yeah. But I don't know if there's anything about my Jewish education that challenges me. I feel like I just feel like I may not be learning enough. So you need
1: to challenge yourself. Yeah, like I
0: think I want, I do, like I said, I do, I think I want to um, learn more about um, the Bible. Mm -hmm. I think. I love that. Just because I like the stories in the Bible. Also a lot of um, things to learn from them. Absolutely. Not only the history, but also just... They have a lot of meaning. I think there's a lot to learn from it. Well, I think you and I are going to be taking our
1: Jewish education in a different direction next week. And we invite our listeners to join us. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. We are going to be watching and commentating on the first episode of the Netflix series that dropped last month or the month before, My Unorthodox Life, um, which is about a... Former ultra-Orthodox Jewish woman whose name is now Julia Hart um, and her family um, since she has left ultra-Orthodoxy and the Muncie Jewish community. It has generated a lot of conversation online and we're super excited to be adding our voices to it. So we can't wait to watch it. Yes. So we encourage everyone um, who's interested to watch along with us. It's called My Unorthodox
0: Life and it is streaming on Netflix. Yes. And we will be talking about the first episode so if you want to um be on our in our conversation um, you are welcome to watch the first conversation uh, so we don't give you any spoilers yes um, other than
1: that please remember you can follow us on Instagram at how do you do pod, email us at howdoyoujewpod do at gmail.com check out our website howdoyoujewpod.com do and wherever you are currently listening rate, review, subscribe leave comments leave five stars and be sure to
0: share our podcast with your friends yes and until next time happy jewing